Welcome to Bamsey's Humanity First podcast. I am Chris Ryan, along with the CEO of Bamsey, Peter Evers, as we get closer and closer to bidding adieu to 2022 and transitioning to 2023. In our Ask the CEO segment today, we're going to focus upon what was 2022 and look ahead a little bit. We welcome in right now Peter Evers, the CEO of Bamsey. Peter, how are you? I'm well, thanks, Chris. How are you doing? I am well. Appreciate you joining us and first off i just want to get your upshot on you know what 2022 was like for uh bamsey and you know how things went as you look back on this calendar year yeah it's a really good question and a year like 22 has to be seen in good light given what we've just been through in 20 and 21 so i guess i would begin with that you know that we have you know, for the last two years before 2022, really been through the ringer as an organization, as individuals, and in fact, as a as a nation and a world. I mean, it has been a remarkable uh, three years. Um, I do think of 2022 as the beginning of the light at the end of the tunnel with the pandemic. We've moved from a pandemic to know more of an endemic which uh, we're moving in the right direction we've had um, a year worth of solid vaccinations for people and people following up with those and a big thank you to everybody who really took that seriously and helped us uh, curb the health uh, effects of of covid you know not that we're out of it chris of course you know at the moment uh, certainly in our admin building we have about 13 or 14 people uh, who have tested positive within the next last two weeks. The real difference is from a couple of years ago is that people are not getting as sick as they were. People are managing to you know, get through it and get, get back to work after uh, a few days after what the CDC is telling us is a safe time to get back to work. So I, I think this year, you know, there's a lot of headlines for this year, but this year really has been more about recovering, more about getting back to um, a sense of normalcy. Normalcy. I was thinking the other day that it was so wonderful. We had um, a, a great meeting over at Foxborough uh, for our longevity awards on the 30th of November. And that's such an important piece of what we do here uh, in a world where we have changing people changing jobs multiple times. Uh, it is really a great time to celebrate those people who have devoted their lives to a career at Bamsey. And we did that on the 30th uh, by uh, acknowledging folks who had um, 10, 15, I'm sorry, uh, 15, 20, 25, 30, and 35 years with the organization. Uh, and I'm actually just looking at a picture of Donna Andrade from our WIC program, uh, who was the, uh, the celebrity of the day because she had 35 years of services with with our WIC program and is still going strong. And that was wonderful. What was really nice is we were able to be there with each other and break bread and, and celebrate. And uh, that is certainly something we wouldn't have been able to do a couple of years ago. So let's begin with that. We're moving in the right direction. We're seeing more of people. We're getting more back into people's houses in terms of the, the community work that we're doing. And we're getting folks who live in our houses out into the community so that they can enjoy many of the activities that they were um, used to enjoying uh, prior to March of 2020, which now seems such a long time ago. It was a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago. And I'm yeah. curious, you know, how much has returned to, quote unquote, the pre-pandemic uh 
phase in terms of you know the services provided is everything back to normal if you will at at this point is bamsey back to where it was in terms of all the services provided having you know staffing in place um pre that where, where it was pre-pandemic yeah not completely i mean i think there are still programs that are really struggling uh, one of them is our uh, day have programs. You know, we have a number of day have programs uh, across our regions, um, and they have been hardest hit on the on the community living and day services because we haven't been able to transport people. When we have been able to transport people, it's really restricted because of the distances that people have to be apart from each other. Um, and so we're still down in our numbers for the for day habs. You know, during the pandemic we we were really doing much of the work uh, over uh, telehealth which is not the same but we're getting back to that our numbers are climbing loved ones are getting more comfortable with people coming back into the programs when i think about our resi programs we really didn't change much except people were just stuck home all the time they couldn't go to their day have uh, placements they are doing that nowadays and we are able to get people out into the community you know to do wonderful happy fun things like go and see the christmas lights at the um you know the racetrack or, or or wherever they are you know there's a lot of those around and people are doing that at the moment um and also people getting back to work as well in our employment uh, programs people are beginning to return to their work as well um in the community we are getting back to doing home visits again in our in our um clinics we're doing more on-site work but we're still doing a lot of telehealth and i think if anything good has come out of this um, pandemic, we've learned that we can work in different ways and adding telehealth into the mix, if you like, of the way that we deliver services has been beneficial to us. Some people really like the idea of not having to come into the office. Some people don't. So we're in the best of both worlds there in terms of being able to offer people a different way of, uh, of being in, uh, in therapy and in counseling. Um, and then I think the other thing is on the administrative side, um, we are m much more looking at a hybrid model now, and that doesn't make us any different from any other organization where we've, we're closing one administrative building because we can move everybody into this one here at 10 Christie Drive, and that saves us probably about $180,000 a year. So again, we're learning that we don't have to have office space that is owned by uh, folks that we can um hotel if you like this idea of booking a desk when you come in makes sure that the space that we have has been used to its uh, ultimate efficiency and that in the long run saves money and that means that we can plow that money back into wages salaries and the facilities that we provide for our person serve so we have learned something uh, over the last two and a half years and we are getting back to normalcy but we'll never get back to how we were before because we've recognized that some of those efficiencies that exist in this new way of doing work. You mentioned the fact that there's a lot of people out with COVID right now within the office, uh, but that folks are anecdotally getting less sick. Um, what are your medical people telling you about uh, what you know COVID is going to look like this uh, in this particular strain, or you know perhaps uh, moving forward? And we've heard more about respiratory type of uh, illnesses. You know, people are had been by themselves for a period of time, getting reintroduced and their immune systems getting reintroduced to a whole bunch of things. So what's the 
what's the kind of playing field right now from a from a medical perspective, and what's you know Dr. Cassis and others uh, saying in regard to that? Yeah, that we're, well, obviously we're watching the CDC recommendations very carefully, but we are recommending masks back again. Um, in fact, we're going to be sending out um, an email reflecting the fact that we really want people to wear masks because it is the best way of protecting themselves, not only from COVID, as you mentioned, uh, Chris, but also um, RSV and uh, flu and more of these uh, respiratory illnesses that people, you're right, are getting more vulnerable to because they've uh, because they don't have the same immunities that they had before. Our example here is a good one. You know, you know somebody and obviously we're not looking to blame here, but somebody bought in COVID from I don't know from a kid's party from wherever it was, and within four or five days we had you know half of the staff in the office uh, out. So it isn't over. We have to be careful. We may well as a country going back to wearing masks for a short period of time. And of course, the holiday period is a time when people are sort of cooped up together. It's cold. People are going to be with family coming up from all over the country. I think we can expect more of this. Um, one of my friends was in the hospital the other night having respiratory difficulty, and they said that they're absolutely overwhelmed. This was one of the hospitals in Boston, and I think that's true across the board. It is a little bit of a sting in the tail that reminds us that this isn't over. Uh, and um, make sure, and I would say this to everybody, please make sure that you're up to date with your boosters because we know that those boosters increase our protection um, uh, as we go forward and, and we'll continue to need to do that until we're able to live with COVID as opposed to sort of fight against it. So, um, yeah, we're, we're paying very close attention to it, Chris. So. I wanted to ask you a little about some of the uh, the main accomplishments that you feel um, have been uh, accomplished by Bamsey in this uh, year, because this, as you mentioned, has been a year really where you could start to make your imprint as CEO, where there's a little less responding, perhaps a little more dictating and, and planning um, that's been allowed <laughs> to uh, to take place. So. What do you feel has been, you know, the most positive things that have been accomplished this year, or the groundwork that's been laid for future accomplishments that's been laid? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't use the word dictate, I guess, but I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> but I think, but I think we are moving into a, a place now, Chris, over the last year where we've been able to concentrate more uh, on making sure that the quality elements of what we do are being adhered to. You know, we've just been through. Uh, DDS licensing um, and you know people have worked really hard on that and that's really a reframing of okay let's make sure that we're doing more than just keeping people alive which is what we've had to do for the two years and make sure that what we're offering in terms of uh, quality and improvement is really getting back to where we were before paying attention to that and you know we have CAF coming up which is our accrediting body and uh, you know, uh, it's another opportunity to to just make sure that we're paying attention to the things that we should be paying attention to in terms of safety issues in the homes, uh, in terms of slip and fall. Uh, you know, I think having Dr. Cassis on board has really uh, focused our attention on the medical needs of of people that um, perhaps we hadn't done before. So there's a lot going on. I mean, I think we're improving the quality of what we do, and then we've had uh, a number of um, of projects that have come out of this year. Uh, we are on the verge of opening our own pharmacy. 
which has been a huge lift uh, that uh, Yulia has been um, pushing through. Um, we are we should be open by the end of this month, uh, and we'll be able to move into delivering our own uh, medications to our own folks. And then beyond that, it's another business line. Uh, we have also got ourselves qualified to provide what they call 340B services to uh, folks who struggle with uh, HIV and AIDS, which is a, another service line. Um, and it's interesting, Chris, because as soon as we announce that we're opening a pharmacy, we get an interest from other providers saying, well, would you would you be prepared to work with us? And not just, um, not just uh, providers like us, but other organization, educational institutions and things. And again, we're fulfilling a promise of our strategic plan that says that we're going to diversify our revenue so that we can build a revenue stream up, which will create margin, which is, allows us to provide over and above what the state is providing for our um, for our programs. So I think that is a is a huge deal, you know, on the uh, on the program development side um, with Foundry Street. Uh, we had the opening of Foundry Street in Easton which is an ABI home, acquired brain injury home for folks and a medical need uh, home uh, on either side. It's it really, I'm not kidding, it's one of the exemplars of houses that have been built in this state over the last few years. It is absolutely beautiful um, and would encourage people to, to um, you know, arrange to go and have a look at it because it stands out as, you know, an exemplar. Um, and then, of course, on, on the community side, we had the opening of our young adult uh, access uh, program, our YAC program last Friday, which was a wonderful event. We had about 70 people coming. The commissioner came down to open that. Um, and it was just it was just a it was lovely to be in the same room with people who had such positivity about youth and about, um, uh, you know, they creating a successful pathway to adulthood. You know, I think also about our success with the um, Certified Community Behavioral Health Center and our urgent care status in our clinic. You know, we have bought in an additional $4 million over the next four years to provide safety net services for people in, uh, who are struggling with uh, behavioral health issues. Um, so we haven't been standing still, Chris. We've been developing, we've been thinking, we've been building we've been building our training resources over the last year we've been building out our facilities um, and hiring into that we've also been right sizing our administrative functions to make sure that there there's enough people and enough talent to support the to support the field uh, in the work that they're doing because it is true that all of our admin services are a support and servant to the work that's done on a daily basis so, you know, to say it was a that we were consolidating this year wouldn't be true because we've been growing at the same time. Our board as well, we've brought in uh, a number of new board members and uh, we had our uh, annual holiday party last year. And it was so good to see a bunch of people so dedicated to making sure that we have uh, what we need as an organization to to succeed. Uh, and I guess I would also say we've had some changes in our philanthropy department. We have Sarah Gonnett now with us, and she has a really great strategic plan for philanthropy. And, you know, one of the most important things in philanthropy, and you know this, Chris, is that our name has to be out there as an organization that people trust, as an organization that people want to work for, and an organization, therefore, that people want to volunteer for and give to. 
Uh, and I think perhaps one of the biggest splashes that we made this year was that Bamsi was named in the top 30 uh, of uh, agencies over a thousand employees, large employees in the Boston Globe's best places to work list. And we are incredibly proud of that. Um, Chris, I think it, you know, it really is going a long way to show that we are, you know, doing everything we can to be a preferred employer in this space, to be known in our community with our rebrand that also happened this year, that we're really brightening up the look of this organization and we're providing the training um, and investment in our managers that make people feel welcome when they come here. And also being as open as we can, as transparent as we can about what's wrong with this organization, because we can only fix that when we know about it and people feel comfortable and safe talking about what is both going wrong and what's going right with the organization. And I think that's an ongoing piece that will back and forth dialogue with everybody about how we improve this organization. You know, one of the things that we've done is we did a survey this year and a lot of issues about community communication came up. And this year, the communications folks have done a wonderful job responding to that with all of their social media pushes, uh, with the redesign of my Bamsi, um, with the ability to get information to people in ways other than email that catches their eye. And that way, people feel more attached and connected, not only to the work that they do on a daily basis, but to everybody in the agency. And I, I would say that that has been a huge success uh, as well this year. So it's been cram packed with good things. There's been some bad things as well that we're dealing with. Uh, we're still struggling with uh, recruitment. Um, well, we're still really struggling with retention. Hence the fact that we're really doing our best to make sure that our managers know how to make people feel, well, feel welcome in this organization and part of this organization. There's a lot of moving parts uh, in BAMSI and there's a lot of people to do the work and there's a lot of people that I would really like to feel as if they're really connected to the work that we do. And I think we're making serious progress in that direction. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, Top Workplaces uh, Award, and that to me is very, very significant. And you go to the website and you see literally some of the top businesses in all of Massachusetts, and there is, you know, Bamsey um, ahead of um, ahead of Comcast, ahead of uh, UMass Chen Medical. Uh, school and uh, one of the top uh, 30 places to work in Massachusetts in the entire state. And I think that's a, a pretty remarkable accomplishment. Now, let's just look ahead briefly here to uh, to 2023. And what do you see as being you know, some of the, the things that you want to accomplish uh, in the early going of 23? Well, I mean, I, I think, again, consolidation of uh, our uh, employment situation, making sure that we're bridging the gap, getting people in to fill some of those vacancies, um, you know, hopefully reducing overtime so that people aren't burning out in the field. Um, also building on our other business interests to make sure that we're diversifying our revenue streams, um, opening, uh, filling vacancies in our homes because we have a, 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 an agreement with uh, EDS that they will incentivize us to do that. You know, making sure that our, um, that our, uh, base business is, is, is proper, that we're doing things the right way um, and that we're providing the services to people we serve now in the best way possible, both in the community um, 
and in our residential homes. There is great potential for this organization. We are, we're on a really good fit, footing financially. We've, um, we've managed to balance the books this year, uh, which is amazing considering what we've been through. But that gives us the ability to look at investing, look at making sure that we're paying people as much as we can do uh, and broadening our scope. And one of the things that we've been doing, Chris, is we've been working with a mergers and acquisition uh, group because not that we want to rush into a merger and acquisition, but we want to be prepared if that opportunity comes to grow our organization through uh, working with other similar organizations that have a similar success um, and are financially stable into the future so that we can build our base. Uh, I think there's no doubt in the next few years, and this has been true over the last few years that have just happened that you know the the days of multiple small providers in our space are, are you know declining uh, and we have to make sure that we're in a position that we're large enough and robust enough to be one of those agencies that continues to provide services of high quality for a long time to come peter as always appreciate your time and i look forward to talking again soon thanks chris that is Peter Evers. This has been the Humanity First Podcast.